Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, good morning. We're live from the Adelaide Street Oval, the home of the Kalani Vale Bombers, a famous footy club that started back in the late 1970s. And there's been some legends that have come through this footy club, including the McVeigh brothers, Mark mm. and Jared, Daniel Lloyd, who's playing with GWS. And I'm sure we're going to see some women from this footy club play in the AFLW at some stage in the future. Uh, Jocelyn Kelleher, who scored last night for the Sydney Roosters. She played here as well. She played with the Kalani Val Bombers. Her dad, PK, is one of the coaches, and Mm. we're hoping he'll join us a little later on this morning. I think that might be his Mustang over there in the car park. And and Steve-O, there was a kid from Palm Beach, Corumban, I believe, who... Went all right here as well. Yeah, yeah. well, this was my second last footy club, and mm. I love this club. Uh, plenty of blood, sweat, and tears here, and lifelong friends, which is what footy is all about, isn't it? Certainly is, mate. Certainly is. I've got to tell you, Steve, we've had some really good Saturday mornings, weather-wise. This ain't one of them right now. <laughs> I've got to tell you. This is not one of them. It is... There are puddles all over this ground here, and I would be really surprised if they got it. People stepping it out, looking around... Uh, they're in galoshes, they're in gumboots, they're in everything to try and make this happen. I think there's going to be a couple of helicopters coming through at some stage trying to dry out the ground because, uh, yeah, I'm yep. not sure we'll see a lot of action. I it's, hope we do, though. It's disappointing, Buttes, because they were hoping to play each other on a dry deck in that uh, major semi later mm. on today. So the winner goes through to the grand final. It's an all-Central Coast derby uh, in 2022. Kalani Val Minor Premiers up mm-hmm. against Terrigal Avoca Panthers who, as you know, have been a juggernaut in this yes. competition. They'll play each other later on today. The women will also play each other. So the Bombers versus Terrigal. And the first game set to get underway in about 40 minutes from now. And that's the Terrigal Evoca Panthers up against Lake Macquarie. So we'll wait and see what they decide, reconditions. But, I mean, it's been torrential all morning. So, Buta, we want to roll this in right at the top of the show. Last night... The Sydney Swans went down to the G and got the job done against the reigning Premier, 14.791 to 10.969. Let's mm. play a bit of this on a Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, what a win last night. Absolutely incredible. We'll uh, fake that down. But the Swans, they're one win away from a grand final in 2022. My son, he must be a bit like Nostradamus. On Mm. Thursday night, he said, Dad, he said, Sydney will win the whole thing. Well, Uh, I've got to say, they give themselves a huge um, advantage by playing at the SCG. Like That was a big performance last night against Melbourne. And, And... you know, I was listening to the commentating at various stages last night. It was the, I think it was the eighth time in nine games they've beaten Melbourne down there at the MCG, which is no mean feat. Uh, uh, but they took advantage of it. And I've got to tell you, that last quarter, after the NRL finished, I watched the last quarter. And, and I know you said before, they're the best last quarter team in the competition. 
They absolutely smothered Melbourne last night. Three points they conceded in that whole 20 minutes, well, 30 minutes, whatever it's played out. But it was just a, a mighty performance from the Swans. That, that's a really good observation from you about smothering. Because yeah. post-match, the experts were dissecting the game and they said, what Sydney do better than anyone else? A, they get more players around the contest. But the other thing they do is sometimes you'll stand one or two metres away from, from an opponent. They said Sydney last night were all over them. You could see that at various... And, you know, there was a point there... I don't know, there might have been 10 minutes to go where it was almost like a two-on-one for Melbourne and they were about to score a goal. Yeah, yeah. But it was such a big play from a couple of the players that just went over and beyond and, and actually put themselves in a position to you know, deny them that opportunity. And, and it was just... There was no skill involved in that. There's no skill in that at all. That is all effort and it's about commitment. It's about working for your teammates. And, you know, that goes a long way especially when you're talking about final series. Yeah, after the game last night, Tom Hickey, who was the Ruckman. So he's going up against Maxie Gorn last night, who's yep. just a legend of the game. He was virtually in tears, and he spoke a little bit about the culture at the Sydney Swans. Now, we've spoken about this for the last couple of decades. Probably the best culture in Australian sport mm. at the Sydney Swans. And he was almost in tears because he's got twin girls, and he said they're in hospital. And he just spoke about the way that the clubs rallied around him. and. Mm. Now, it's something, something along the lines of, I'm coming home, girls. I'll be there for the yeah, yeah. preliminary final, which is... I, I wasn't sure where he was about to go with that. I thought mm. he might have spoken about mental health or... But then to find out that he's got twin girls and they're both in hospital, what a performance from Tom Hickey last night. You know what? It's funny. You know, we see these people, these athletes perform on a daily basis and you forget that they've actually got lives. You forget that they have families. You forget that they have you know, distractions outside of what happens on that, you know, hour and 20 minutes or two hours on the footy field or in, you know, the NRL's case, 80 minutes on the footy field. You know, because we're so caught up in what they do uh, as athletes and as performers and they do entertain us, but, you know what, they do have lives outside of the game and um, that's just a a reality check, I guess, for everybody. I've I've got to say, Butes, what a start to the AFL final series. So, yeah, Brisbane Lions get the job done in one one of the great finals we've ever seen, 106 to 104 on Thursday night. Mate, I'll tell you what, there was a little bit of controversy with it too. When you look at that goal that was scored, and I don't know who kicked it, it was given by the goal official as a goal, and then they've gone back. and, And I don't, for me, I can't tell... Well, you can't convince me that there is enough evidence on that video footage to overturn that decision. Yeah, You know what a lot of them spoke about was the way that Tom Lynch reacted. Yes. So they said he looked disappointed. I actually heard some of the commentators talk about that. And they said that the match of the whatever they call it, the bunker person that they yeah. have, whatever, whatever reference they use to it, that... He actually used that as a guide. Yeah. And I'm going, yeah. no, you, mate, you that, can't use that as a guide. And that's why Damien Hardwick, you know, premiership winning coach, is blowing up afterwards and just said it's not good enough. No, it's and, not good enough. And he said, we pay people to do a job, let's back them. Yeah, I agree 100%. And you know what? If that's, there was not enough conclusive evidence for me to overturn that decision. There was no angle there that convinced me that that was or wasn't yeah. a gold. And I've got to back the guy in the middle there. Right, who's watching the ball and, you know, he's right there. Now, now his call was a goal. Correct. So, so for our listeners that missed it, suddenly Richmond think they're going to win the game because they've kicked a late goal. Yes. And then suddenly it's overturned by inconclusive technology. I think at the time it was 103 to 100. Yeah. Right? So they get that goal and they go to 109 
and, and it's irrelevant what happens with the Lions with that yeah. last kick. They're into week two of the final series. Correct. Um, it's a big, big call. And again, I I can't see conclusively enough evidence to overturn that decision. Hey, you mentioned about players being robots. Uh, last night after the Bulldogs game, I saw one of the greatest moments in sport that I think I've seen for a long, long time. Mm. So... Game's finished. I was doing some announcements at Stadium Australia and suddenly I see something happening kind of to the left of me and I stop talking because it's a harker for Jeremy Marshall King. Oh. And the harker is being led by Benji. Oh, really? Benji Marshall. Yeah, wow. It's, um, you know what, I, I love the tradition of that and, you know, the way that they've brought that in um, as a sign of respect to players that are either leaving the club or have done something significant. Uh, I, I really, I know they did the same thing down in Canberra for Charles Nickel Clotstad. Same sort of thing. And, and, you know, he got really emotional about it all. And uh, In fact, he got worked up. He was playing New South Wales Cup, Steve, and they panned on him uh, before the game kicked off. He was in tears because yeah. it meant that much to him. And again, this is what I talk about. You know, we see what these guys do and, you know, we just think they're robots and, they, you know, they perform out on the field. But there's emotions going through. There's a whole lot of stuff that actually affects these guys. And, you know, it means that much to them. And clocks that it was one of those things that it meant that much to him. But, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a great tribute and, you know, fantastic for Benji Marshall to have done that and to rally the troops and obviously... Uh, recognise what his brother has done. Yeah, so the coverage last night, I think they went straight to the roosters Rabbitohs game, which yep. was a you know blockbuster in the city, brand new stadium. But they did film it. So hopefully you'll see that. It might be on the Bulldogs website this morning or on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, one thing last night, he played his 100th game. Can you believe he played one game with the West Tigers? Yeah, right. 99 with the Bulldogs. Now he's off to Wayne Bennett. And the Redcliffe Dolphins. He'll be good up there. He'll be good up there. You know what I love, Steve? He's had his best year. Yeah, yeah. Last night, um, I loved, you know, Allianz Stadium and, and what it, you know, it's a brand new stadium. That, you know, I, I guess the intensity of the game, the, the fact that it was the local derby, uh, the crowd that was there, the, you know what, the commentators were talking about, Cameron Smith was talking about it, Andrew Johns was talking about it, saying that this is like a grand final. Like, it, the, the whole atmosphere was built up as if it was like a grand final. And this is round 25. I cannot wait to our final series next week. Yeah, I went back and watched the kind of the opening minutes of that game last night. I wanted to see. So the stadium looks spectacular. Oh. Uh, how great are the promos from Fox with Matty Nabel? Yep. Like where they just pump up our game, the game that we all love. Speaking of the game we love, I'm really looking forward to the second hour this morning. So 10 o'clock, we've got Dane Allen coming on. Mm. Aaron or Eagles. Last year, they... Probably should have won the premiership before it's all called off. They'd won 11 in a row. And this year, they've got a chance to do it. Their last grand final win, 1991. So Dane Allen at 10 o'clock. And Tukley, I'm not sure if you followed this, Buttes, but on social media, there's been thousands of messages coming through for the Tukley Hawks. This is their first grand final. Is that correct? First grand final ever in the top grade. And... You know, there's men, women and children leaving messages for the footy team. So it's being played at EDSAC. I reckon tomorrow could be absolutely brilliant. I hope they play well. They're led by Jake Fitzpatrick, of course, who he spent some time at the Canterbury Bulldogs Mm -hmm. uh, back in the early 2000s, I think it would have been. And, you know, great player. Uh, He's played with numerous clubs. What a win last week. They're winning Golden Point extra time. Yeah, look, again, a phenomenal uh, effort from Tukley to get themselves to the grand final. And, you know, you, you can imagine the excitement around the club, around the area, 
um, to have that opportunity to, to compete uh, in their first NRL grand final. Oh, sorry, not NRL grand final, local uh, first grade grand final. And uh, it's a big effort from uh, Fitzy and, and what he's done with his team and how he's managed to, to get them to where they are right now. Steve, we've got some girls making their way out on the field, which is fantastic. Um, they're tiptoeing across the water, but it won't be long before they get wet and dirty and all those things. Um, I think we're going to get get some action here today. Yeah, I've got yeah. To tell you. Looking forward to it. So the warm-ups are underway here. By the way, we also get a chance to work out who's got the best sausage sizzle oh. on a Saturday morning. So uh, I'll be going down Who are you locking sure. in as number one? So the tennis were good. The t- actually, the tennis coffee was outstanding. Tennis, yep, tennis hot chocolate slash hot chocolate. Um, I've got to tell you who was good. Um, the Mariners barbecue. Mar- oh, yep, Mariners barbecue, but also the uh, Terrigal Rugby Club. Oh, my goodness. The smell that was coming from there was unbelievable. <laughs> so at the end of the year, do we kind of have oh, hey, some well, some kind of special presentation? We should have the, uh, the an giant award sausage. ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> giant sausage award. Why not? Hey, we're off to our first break. In a moment, we'll talk some NRLW. A man that was at Allianz Stadium last night for the big opening was John Strange, Premiership winning coach. He's coming up next on Saturdays on the Coast. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, good morning. We're live from the Adelaide Street Oval, and later on today we've got the major semis in the Hunter Central Coast AFL competition and a local derby. Two clubs that I actually played for, Buttes, the Bombers... Mm. Minor premiers under Corey Shackleton will take on Terrigal Avoca Panthers, the winner, straight through to the big one in 2022. And in the feature women's match, both sides will play each other again. So yep. some great action coming up later on today. And the first game looks like we'll get underway in just over 20 minutes from now on a, a soggy deck here at the Adelaide Street Oval. So Lake Macquarie, you can see them in the purple colours. They're the, they're the Dockers. And they will take on Terrigal Avoca Panthers. So good luck to all of these players. By the way, we mentioned about the local rugby league grand final. Can't wait for it, Butte. So, yeah, you know, it, you know, it's been dominated by a couple of clubs over the years, and we're talking about Wyoming wow. and the entrance. And we've just had some sensational mm. players that have come from this region. A lot of them have gone on to the NRL, but this one's got something magical about it. With the Tookley Hawks reaching their first ever grand final, Erina. Chasing a grand final win for the first time since 1991. And if you're a fan of either of those footy clubs, if you know someone who's playing in them and you'd like to send a special message over the radio this morning, text line is 0477 736 736. 0477 736 736. The open line, 1300 42 15 33. 1300 42 15 33. Give someone a shout-out who deserves mm. it from either of those footy clubs. It is the fairy tale, isn't it? The Tookley Hawks. Can they get the job done? No doubt. And we're going to talk to both coaches. But Aaron Eagles are going in this uh, grand final as favourites. And justifiably so. They've had a big two seasons. 11-0 um, last year. And, you know, a great record this year. But um, Tookley, can it be the upset? Can they lift? Can they do what most people think they can't and take out? Uh, the premiership in nine, uh, 2022. Well, the field goal they kicked last week to beat Wyong, their arch rivals, their mm. northern neighbours. Oh, of course. It was like Matty Burton. That's big brother versus little brother, wasn't it? Yeah. Wyong versus Tookley, but they got the job done again. 
Yeah, and they've rolled through the final series with a couple of massive wins, so it's going to be awesome. Hey, a guy waiting on the line was at the big one last night oh. at Allianz, the brand-new stadium. I'm rising for a standing ovation for a premiership-winning coach, John Strange. Good morning, mate. Hey, guys. How are you going? Yeah, yeah, we're well. We're on top of the world. It's finals time, and congratulations to your team. You guys are just on fire in 2022 in the second edition of the NRLW after you already won the grand final back in April. Mate, what a win last night in the grand final replay, 34-6. to Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was outstanding at the end. Obviously, at halftime, we were, um, yeah, it was a bit of a grind and an arm wrestle, so to speak. But, um, yeah, really happy with the girls of how they uh, come out in the second half. We just adjusted a few things that... Um, I try and open the game up a little bit, and um, local girl Jocelyn Kelleher really did that, sort of playing as mm. that ball-playing lock off the bench and um, sort of set the tone, I thought, for the girls in the second half to sort of rack up some points. But, it, yeah, definitely a very, very tough game for the girls. Mate, there were so many good performers last night, and you touched on Jocelyn, and, and you know, she's a local girl who, you know, she's so young, yet got, she's got so much ability, she's got so much skill, she's got so much talent. Um and, you know, she's wrapped into a little package there, uh, which is fantastic. And she managed to score a try there at the end, which is, you know, great for her. But, you know, some of the other performances from the girls, gee, the game has come a long way, this women's game, in such a short period of time, Strangey. Yeah, I think it definitely has, Buttes, last last couple of years in particular. And I think the speed of the game um, last night, you could sort of really tell mm. there that the, the speed has really increased. Obviously, the skill level has as well um, and the toughness has always been there but just the speed of the game the way the girls are playing now they you know they're, everything's a lot more professional for them why they're not all full-time athletes just yet they're they're certainly training like that outside of sort of work hours and and family life so it's it's really improved um, the product and yeah like someone like Jocelyn she's played I was talking to her you know straight after the game and yeah it's the first time she's actually played lock for us she's played obviously half back um, mm. back row you know, 5'8", but she's just a footballer and um, she just does a great job no matter where she plays. So, you know, it's a testament to her and her versatility and her attitude to just sort of say, look, wherever you want me to play, that's what I'll do. And, um, you know, another another girl that I think needs to mention, another local girl, Shorten Burton, who um, played for originally for the Budgeoy Bulldogs up uh, there, the northern end of the coast, and then with Berkeley Panthers, I think, She's, uh, her game's gone to another level this year as well. So, um, yeah, really pleasing for, for us as a team. But for me in particular, coming from the Central Coast, with all the Central Coast girls in there and, you know, watching them perform at, that, at the highest levels is, yeah, really pleasing for me. Hey, John, I want to talk a whole lot more footy, but how was the atmosphere last night at uh, that, you know, the jewel in the crown now? It's the brand new stadium, Allianz in Sydney. Yeah, it's pretty special. We we're, were lucky enough to be able to do the captain's run on Thursday um, afternoon and yeah even even that was it yeah, was um, pretty crazy to just walk out there with no crowd no no sort of fans or atmosphere but just to stand out in the middle and and have a look around they'll set a few things up with all the lights and and everything like that and um, they yeah, had spider cam sort of running running around while the girls were training it was yeah it was pretty impressive and you know to go into the sheds and see what they've got set up in there for all the players it's um yeah it's it's, it's unbelievable actually and then and then obviously for the girls to, to play there and open the stadium up that, um, you know, I said to them during the week, like, you're going to remember this this mm. for the this game for the rest of your life. You know, let's let's remember it for the right reasons, obviously, with getting the, the win, but um, just, just really enjoy it and soak it up. So, yeah, it was very, very special for, 
yeah, for all the girls involved. That's funny, you know, you talk about that, you know, Stranger, because I had the chance when I was playing with Parramatta, we played against the Broncos up at QE2 Stadium. Uh, it was after they closed Lang Park. Uh, and it was, you know, it was the Broncos party and it was the celebration of, you know, coming to a new stadium. And we managed to knock them off, um, which I don't know how the hell we did it, but nevertheless, we did it. <laughs> but um, it was something that has stuck in my mind forever in terms of, you know, what that meant to us and how important it was. And, you know, we were up, we were up against the Broncos side that, you know, had absolute champions in it. And you know, there was a couple of nufties from Parramatta who, yeah. you know, we didn't have much going for us. You had a good record against the Broncos. We did have a good record against the Broncos. Mate, you know, I guess the great thing about last night was not only did they get to open the stadium or be the first team to, to play on the stadium, towards the back end of that game, there were some serious people there, you know, cheering them on. And to be in that atmosphere, it must have been so exciting for the girls. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like I walked out, I obviously spent the whole game up in the box. You sort yeah. of blocked in up. But I walked out on the field directly after the um, the game had finished and, yeah, you could feel the atmosphere. Um, obviously, a lot of Roosters fans there that turned up to watch, mm. watch the men, but a lot of them had turned up early to watch the girls and support them, which is great. Um, so, yeah, look, they were just sort of all looking around. Obviously, they were happy with the way they played and the result, but they were just sort of looking around and, and soaking it up and... Um, and yeah, like you're right, Butz. I don't think they'll ever forget that that experience yeah. of, of being out there, and um, you know, just just other things as well. Like you talk about Isabel Kelly, our captain. So she's the yes. first um, captain to obviously you know win a match at that stadium. That'll that's history. Though. That'll never be never be changed. And mm. and what they've also set up there at Allianz, they've got one of the foundations of the actual stadium. Um, it's like a raw concrete um, pile on it that comes from the ground all the way up to the top. What they're getting every captain, every um, winning captain um, after the game, they're actually getting them to sign that. So Isabel Kelly signed that last night. So she's the first, you know, Teddy would have signed it as well, but Isabel Kelly from um, Berkeley Vale was the first ever rugby league yeah. captain to sign that, you know, and there's going to be some great names on that concrete pylon for, for many, many years to come. So it's just, it just a special night, and um, yeah, it was, just, it was great for, for them all. Yeah, incredible. John Strange joining us, Premiership winning coach with the Sydney Roosters in the NRLW. John, we're off to the news. Can you stay with us for one more segment this morning? Yep, not a problem, guys. John Strange joining us on a soggy Saturday morning. We're live from the home of the Kalani Val Bombers at the Adelaide Street Oval. We're hoping we get some play in our first game. Now, this is a second division ladies match. Now, that tells you how far women's sport has come. Yes. In the Hunter Central Coast AFL competition, we're going to have a second division ladies match, followed by the first grade women, which is a local derby, followed by the first grade men, which is a local derby, a blockbuster, uh, with the minor premiers, the Bombers, up against Terrigal of Oka Panthers a little bit later on this afternoon. This is Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back live at the home of the Kalani Vale Bombers, the Adelaide Street Oval. The show all thanks to the business celebrating its 60th anniversary, Robson Civil Projects. Grant Robson and the team there, we love them. Uh, thanks also to McDonald Jones Homes. And thanks to McDonald Jones Homes, the text line 0477 736 736 or the open line number 1300 42 15 
33. Maybe you know someone who's playing local sport this weekend. Maybe the blockbuster between Tookley and Erina. Let us know who you're cheering for tomorrow in the Central Coast Rugby League Grand Final. Butes, uh, we're talking to John Strange, and you were just saying to me a moment ago, you've got the next question, and it's about the, the way the Roosters, the NRLW side, are travelling after winning the Grand Final. They've just been perfect so far this year. They have, and I think, you know, Stranger, you can take a lot of credit for that, mate, for the work that you've done with these girls. And um, I know I've had I've had limited experience coaching women, Steve, but I've got to say, I coached the Ozday girls up at the State Cup just recently, and I loved every part of it. Like, it was just, they are so willing to listen and to, to learn and to take everything on board. And Strange, I dare say you probably find the same with these girls, that they're just so hungry for information. Oh, they absolutely are, Butch, and that's uh, that's why I love coaching the the women. They just um, they take it all, and I think I think the difference is I've been sort of thinking about this a lot over the last couple of years. I think with the boys, when you sort of coach them at sort of eighteen and, and above, they've usually been playing since they were six, and you know yep. had a lot of different coaches, and they sort of got all the information and kind of think you know they're they're sort of all over it. But you know, a lot of the girls are coming in late. They don't play from the age of six and come from different sports. So the, the attitude is yes. a lot more open-minded to, to wanting to learn and, and understand actually how to play the game. And um, So, yeah, it's really rewarding in, in that regard. And, um, you know, and then you, have, you know, then you have players like, you know, Sammy Bremner, who's come in this year for us. She's 31. She's played for Australia. She's done it all. Um, but she's she's got the attitude of wanting to learn and get better and improve as well after coming back from from having kids. So yeah, just right across the, the park, they, it's um, yeah, it's their willingness to want to be as good as they can. Um, you know, that's it's just really rewarding as a coach. I think it's interesting. You know, you talk about you know their eagerness for you know information and knowledge. You know, a lot of them come from other sports and, you know, the opportunities that have opened up in recent years, you know, it's fantastic. And I absolutely love uh, how, you know, there's girls here on the Central Coast that are playing league tag, they're playing rugby union, they're playing AFL all on the same weekend. Like, it's ridiculous to think that they can fit that in and how they fit it in. Like your great friend, Ange Jones. Ange Jones. Like, it just blows me away that girls are doing this. But I look at it, and, and I'll refer to, uh, refer to Oztag as one of those uh, nurseries for, the, you know, the rugby league players now, the NRLW players. A lot of the time, they're not actually being coached as such, right? It's almost like their natural ability has got them to a certain point, and because they've played, and it, you know, odds tag is not a game where there's a lot of coaching involved. You know, kids play on midweek, and you know they don't train, you know, two or three sessions a week. They get to this point, they've got this natural ability, and suddenly they've got a guy like John Strange who can nurture that and you know mould them and shape them and, and give them the guidance they need. They just soak it up, and I think that's the important aspect for you, Strange, obviously as a coach and. What I found coaching the the Old State girls is they just thrive on that environment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, there's a girl that obviously you know really well. We'd talk about Jocelyn Keller, who, you, who you've mm. coached, you know, quite a bit at the um, Oztag level. Like the fact that um, Jocelyn's had that um, that grounding in in Oztag, you know, from someone like yourself, obviously, Butte as, as a coach. To help her there now, she's also where you guys are down at Adelaide Street now. She's played a lot of AFL down there for the yeah. Bombers. Um, so if you look at her as a player, she's a great kicker of the footy. Um, yes. You know, she gets that and catch and pass and everything like that from AFL, and then her skills and 
her understanding of how to play rugby league. A lot of that, I think, has been grounded from playing, you know, and learning how to play Oztag. And so there's a lot of girls that come into to rugby league that I get them that have already got this grounding from other sports mm. and other really quality coaches. Um, that it actually make my job a lot easier, to be perfectly honest. Um, hey, you know, could, that's, could I, sorry, John, could I ask one question about Jocelyn? Uh, you know we're biased yeah. here, but is she the most versatile player in the competition in 2022? Oh, yeah, without a, without a doubt. Um, you know, which is probably hard for her sometimes, but um, look, she's going to nail down a starting spot very soon and then she's going to own that, you know, for the next 10 years. But, um, you know, the first year I coached her, uh, I put her in the back row. Um, she went really well there as a ball playing back row. Then moved to the half back. Um, I think a, I think a spot going forward is the way she's developing is going to be that half back dominant half back on the ball player. Mm-hmm. Um, which to be fair, right now I've got a I've got her coming off the bench playing that role. You know, she's sort of that that middle third sort of Isaiah Yo type ball player that um, that Penrith used. Um, so it's yeah. So I, I think she's a very versatile player and, and even last year you look at the semi-final and grand final I brought her off the bench at hooker and, yes. and she was one of the best players in those two games as well at, at hooker um, a position that she hadn't played so but I, I think I, I do go back to the fact that she's had that grounding at Oztag League Tag AFL um, yes. all these different sports so when she comes in she's just multi-talented so it doesn't matter what position I ask her to play she, she just adapts really well. And I, like I said, it just goes back to the grounding that she's had um, before she actually started playing rugby league. I know that she was in the origin squad, um, you know, the, the big squad before it was re- reduced. And I, I dare say she's not that far off from rep footy, uh, Jocelyn Kelleher. Uh, and her versatility could be one of the main factors uh, in relation to how she goes and, well, and why she makes it. Craig Wing made a career out of it. There's several well, players. That... Well, well, I wonder now, Buttes, uh, you know, I spoke to Brad Donald on my podcast recently, yep. The Perfect Ten. I wonder if she's a smoky for the World World Cup. I mean, that's going to be incredibly tough, isn't it, for Brad Donald, uh, John? Like, how in the world does he narrow down a squad of 24? Oh, he's got the world's hardest job. Like, it's obviously, it's a good problem, but... You know, people are asking me now about Sammy Bremner at fullback and, you know, Emma Tonegado and, and Tamika Upton are outstanding, but I actually mm. think Sammy's he's playing better than both of those two superstars. And I, I think all three of them have got to be there, but then where do they play? You know, and there's so many, so many good players um, that we've got in our squad. And obviously, you know, you'd have to say we're the form side, so I think you'd have to be looking close with a lot of our players. And, yeah. and just because Joss is bench, um, the fact that she can literally play anywhere um, I, I agree with you uh, there, Steve, she could be a smoky to, to jump into that squad um, purely because she can cover any position that Brad um, that needs You know, he might get some injuries over there in his starting side and you've got someone like Joss who's, um, who can just play anywhere um, I, I think she, yeah, she's definitely a good chance and, and also mm. Beard's talking about being in the, the New South Wales squad squad, um, I think she'll be in that team next year, uh, not just the squad, the way she's playing. Yeah, Yeah. and and John, I just wanted to talk to you finally about the changing of the guard. I mean, you guys are three from three. Millie Boyle moves to the Newcastle Knights. They've won a couple of games so far this year, but, you know, the team that were the juggernaut and won three premierships, Brisbane, without a win so far in 2022. So, you know, 
the way that the competition has changed and also Parramatta and the Gold Coast are struggling. So, yeah. you've got an observation. Yeah, I do. And, you know, I want to touch on Newcastle and, and in particular, Stranger, you may or may not have come across this uh, young girl, Jess Southwell. Um, yeah. Again, a, an odds tag uh, junior, but my goodness, she has got some talent and she's made a massive impact already uh, in this competition. Yeah, she's she's outstanding. Um, I've been watching her play for a few years, actually coming through. She mm. sort of made headlines, yeah, quite a while ago. And obviously, she just won a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games yeah. as well with the seven uh, Australian sevens team. But um, yeah, great Oztag player, sevens player, rugby league. Um, yeah, know her, know her pretty well through Hannah, um, yep. coaching Hannah for the last few years. She sort of actually introduced me to Jesse a couple of years ago, and um, and was raving about her. Uh, before I'd watched Jessie play, and, and she's telling me how good she is. And I said to Hannah one day, I said, is she, as good as, is she going to be as good as you? And Hannah just looked at me <laughs> and said, she's better than me right now. And I said, yeah. what? She was only 16 at the time. She said, no, she is. So, um, yeah, she's a superstar. I think she's going to be, um, you know, one of, if not one of the best yeah, best players in the next 10 years um, when we look when we look back. So, She's very young. She's certainly got a lot of development um, around playing rugby league, I believe. But um, but that's you know it's exciting for the Knights. I think as a club to know that they've got someone with her potential that they can you know, hopefully bring on to um, fulfil her potential. But yeah, she's, she's been a superstar. It's um, just just good to watch. She's um, yeah, what a player that I'm good to watch. What I love about it is the fact that she had the ability to go over and play uh, rugby sevens in the Commonwealth Games. You know, as a 17, she's 17 years of age, right? Her talent is phenomenal. Uh, and for her to go over there and, and, you know, have that experience, then obviously come back and play in the NRLW and have the impact that she has uh, is phenomenal. Next week, mate, is the big clash. First versus second, the Roosters take on the Knights Saturday up at, where would that be up? Is that up north there? Well, they're actually, it's, it's, we've got to get that confirmed. It's going to be based on, on our NRL. We're going to play before them, but... Uh, because yeah. we won last night, it looks like it's going to be um, played before the boys, possibly next Sunday at Allianz. So they're going to gotcha. confirm that tomorrow. For, so yeah, it's going to be what a game that'll be. Back. What an opportunity yeah. for those girls again to play in that sort of environment. Yeah, absolutely, John. We've taken up enough of your time. Um, I'm sure you've got some kind of recovery session. Although my spies, my moles here on the central coast, have seen you <laughs> smashing out some K's on the rower at Mingara oh, recently. Yeah, hello. Yeah, burning the calories down there. We've got moles everywhere, haven't we, Buttes? Well, I'd certainly do, mate. I hope you're ticking over about that 140 tempo, mate. 300 metres per one minute. Well, mate, I'm a little bit slow, actually. One of the girls <laughs> saw me in the gym the other week in the team and just said, are you actually going to do anything on that, on that rower? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, oh. all good. Try, try my best. It is grueling, the rower. Uh, I, I reckon, it's a horrible machine. The, row, rowing and cycling. The, the assault bike is worse. Yes. But the <laughs> rower, it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, I, I was the narrator for a TV series called The Search for Her. Mm. And this is a really good story. So Matt Murphy, who was a, like a legendary obstacle racer and triathlete, he would go around to clubs and see how they train. And he actually went to the North Queensland Cowboys and Jonathan Thurston sat beside him while he tried to do what the Cowboys do on the rower. So they would have to do 100 metres in 20 seconds. Yep. And if they didn't do it, then they had penalties. Now, uh, so they'd have to do more at the end. So they had to do 20 of them in a row. Yep. And Matt just fell off the rower. Actually gone. It's a 140 tempo. 
on yeah. the rower. That's tough. Very, yeah. very tough. Hey, John, thanks for your time. Mate, good luck next week and continue the charge. The reigning premiers, the NRLW side with the Sydney Roosters. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. John Strange, Premiership winning coach with the Sydney Roosters. He's, we're live mate, from the... He's doing a great job. Oh. An absolutely ripper of a job with this team. Absolutely. We're live from the Adelaide Street Oval. The rain is falling here, but we've got a big day of finals coming up. In a moment, we'll talk about the AFL last night. Sydney Swans, one game away from the GF after rolling the reigning Premier Melbourne at the MCG last night in front of a huge crowd. We'll talk to Troy Luff next on Saturdays on the Coast. Robson Civil, with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au BJ Howes Metal Land, the coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at the Adelaide Street Oval and finals footy coming up here later on today. So all Central Coast derby in the women's and the men's. Bombers up against Terrigal Avoca in the women and also the minor premiers, Kalani Vale. Coached by Corey Shackleton, will take on Terrigal of Oka Panthers later on this afternoon. Butte's hot off the press. Yep. Rising star Natalia Drobot has picked up a medal in the under-23 World Kayaking Championships oh. in the women's uh, K1-200. Gold medal, did you say? No, not a gold. No. A mi- minor medal. So no. fantastic <clears throat> news. But she's from the Avoca Surf Life Saving Club. And Fletcher Armstrong... He's in a K4 crew with a bunch of surf lifesavers. Tom Green, Noah Havard, who's a superstar from North Bondi, and Pierre van der Westhuizen. Mm. And they've claimed bronze in the under-23 K4 race. So there they are. There it is again, that Evoca Lagoon Lake <laughs> producing again. We spoke yeah. to Ellie Beer yeah. last week. Yeah, what a great interview. Yeah, Ellie Beer. So well done to two Central Coast kids, Natalia Drobot and wow. also Fletcher Armstrong. Competing on the world stage, Gemma Smith is also there. So that's the under-23s, and that's being held in Hungary. Hey, I wonder if we can roll this in before we go to Troy Luff. Let's have a listen to this beautiful music on this Saturday morning. Let's play it nice and loud. Sydney, one game away from a grand final. Let's fade that out. Let's go to Troy Luff. Good morning, mate. What a game last night. Oh, good morning. Yes, what a fantastic game. It was such a great <laughs> result. And it was a great game. Like, not just because the Swans won. It was a really good game. And uh, certainly, as you said, Swans won win away from a grand final. Luffy, their ability, the Swans, to smother their opposition. And they've proven to be the best uh, team in the last quarter defensively. They did it again last night, conceding only three points against the Melbourne, uh, Melbourne side who just had no answers. Oh, look, the, the, the tackling pressure is what um, Melbourne actually talked about leading up to the game, saying, oh, we need to match the Swans with their tackling pressure. That was so, I think they out-tackled them by 25 last time, and mm. they brought the game again last night, the Swans, 84 tackles. To 70, 84 tackles. That's huge nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because just in, in the, the pressure aspect of the game that 
is not registered. Just the, the Swans chase, uh, the Swans pressure on the ball carriers over and over again. It was it was fantastic. And, and the last quarter, they turned it up. Like, they had it for the whole game. Yeah. But they turned it up in the last quarter. And as you said, North, um, Melbourne didn't even score a goal. It was just, it was a fantastic finish off. Luffy, you would have watched it last night. And, and there was a moment where, you know, in that last quarter, uh, it looked for all, you know, the, the Melbourne were going to score a goal. But the chase and the effort, <clears throat> excuse me, chase and the effort from a couple of the Swans, Swans guys to get back there and deny, to deny Melbourne that opportunity just summed up their performance, I guess, not only for that quarter, but probably for the whole game. It was. And that, and I honestly thought that's a goal coming up. But, you know, they're running yep. into the goal square, open goal. There was, I think Rowbottom was one of them. Robbie Fox was another. Just they chased and harassed McCartan, got a hand on at the right time, and then spoiled the kick. And they smother, yep. it up, had another snap, smothered it again. Uh, and then Dane Rampey comes in, cleans it up. All of a sudden, they're out of it. And it was. It was just amazing pressure. And that was just what the whole uh, night was about for the Swans. And I'm just having a look now. at In the last quarter, uh, Isaac Heaney, Callum Mills had five tackles each. You know, players, if they have five tackles a game nowadays in the AFL, is great. But they had five tackles each in the last mm. quarter, you know, just to put the pressure on. And Isaac Heaney didn't have a great game. But to do that in the last quarter, that, that helps them win the game. Isn't that amazing? Because you said about Isaac Heaney, I, I was driving home from Sydney after the NRL and I was listening to the AFL call and the commentators were saying that Buddy had a quiet night. Isaac Heaney was fairly quiet by his lofty standards. So it's the scary thing about Sydney that they find another way, Luffy. Well, Buddy Franklin didn't even score. He was well held by Stephen. Stephen May was one of the best players last night by far. Buddy didn't even score. Isaac Heaney's had one goal, but only from eight possessions. Um, there was a lot. Nick Blakey, who we normally see running a lot out of defence, he only had ten disposals. Sam Reid had, you know, usual quiet game, kicked a couple of goals. So there was a lot of players there that didn't do a lot. And Chad Warner, who, you know, nominated for All Australian, he only had thirteen disposals. So that is scary to know that these players didn't have the greatest games, you know, yet they still won. But then. The other side of the coin, players like Tom Hickey, what a great battle it was with Max Gorn last night. They both ended up yep. with 17, 18 disposals. They both kicked goals. It was just, it was a great battle. And, and neither player won that battle. It was dead even. Uh, Troy Love joining us, AFL legend. We're talking about the great win last night by the Sydney Swans. They're one game away from the AFL Grand Final. By the way, later on today, how good will this be? We're six hours and 39 minutes and eight seconds away from Geelong up against Collingwood. Then later on tonight is the Dockers up against the Western Bulldogs. News is next on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back for the second hour, live from the Adelaide Street Oval at Kalani Vale. Let's go straight back to AFL legend Troy Luff talking about the Sydney Swans. One week away from a grand final. Luffy, you mentioned about some of the players who had a quiet night. Who did you love last night? Who absolutely brained it, uh, played above expectations? And let's not forget, a lot of this group have never played on a stage like that in their life. No, they haven't. I didn't tell what the official total was, but it was close to 80,000 people, which Mm. is a huge crowd um, for the two teams. Um, But Luke Parker, probably from the word go... He was probably my standout as far as play goes. Not 
like he ended up with the most possessions, but he also had 11 tackles. And just his in and under, the hard ball gets him fantastic. Um, and that was from the word go. That was from the, the first bounce. It wasn't like wait till the end of the game. He was probably my, my standout player. Kicked a goal as well. Um, I think James Rowbottom, he probably had one of his better games as well. He, he's improved so much this year. And for a young bloke to stand up in a final, and as we know, a lot of players go missing in finals. He stood up, which, which was uh, amazing for him. Uh, it was a great game, and, and he has got a, a long future at the Swans. Well, if he wants to stay at the Swans, he's got a long future at the AFL. Yeah, my, my son said Thursday night, he said, Dad, Sydney will win the comp. And I thought, that's a bold, big call, mm. because I think a lot of people respect Sydney, mm. but... They've taken another massive step forward with that win last night. To go down to the G and get the job done against the reigning Premier, uh, do you feel they can go all the way now? Like, what's your gut feeling, Luffy? Well, they beat them earlier this year at the MCG, and they've now won eight of the last nine against Melbourne at the MCG, so it's not like it was a surprise that they won. Uh, And they've beaten all the top teams. So it's going to come down to who do they play in the grand final if they make it. Like, next week's game... Um, no, sorry, the, the, the preliminary final is at the SCG and they haven't had a prelim final at the SCG since 1996, which I was a part of back then. And uh, it's, it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. They had 48,000, uh, 46,000, sorry, against Collingwood a, a couple of weeks ago. So I'm not sure what the capacity is now, but surely it'll be absolutely sold out for the I've got to tell you, Luffy, I've got to tell you. I'm going to, I'm actually going to try and get myself a ticket. Yeah. Right. I want to go down to that game and, and take my son down because I just think it's going to be one of those experiences that is just going to be amazing. Oh look, it, it will be a great game. And I, my brother came down from Nelson Bay to watch the Swans Collingwood game, and he just went, "Wow, this was amazing." But the final is, it's another step up, you know. Um, yeah. And lucky for me that I actually get access to tickets, so you know. If you, if you want to pull some strings there and, and maybe use some of the... Uh, is it the Star of the Sea that, you know, you've <laughs> yeah, yeah. the last couple of years, you know? A little bit of contra. I like that back-scratching <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah. if, if uh, you can get some for Corey Allen, then maybe I can give you a public speaking session <laughs> with my business, say a few words. <laughs> hey, Luffy, I know you hate Collingwood. Hate's a strong word. But we are six hours, 27 minutes and 35 seconds away from the minor premiers, the Cats, up against Collingwood later on today. It's going to be a ripping game. And, and like, all arrows point to Geelong. Like, the way that they have played in the last, I think it's now 12 in a row they've won, 13 Mm. in a row. Their form has been great. They've been able to rest players leading into the finals. They come back with Jeremy Cameron coming back into the side, which is massive. Mick Duncan comes back into the side, which is huge as well. And, you know, Collingwood, I think Collingwood have played above themselves this year. They, they, they didn't expect to be top four. I have no doubt they didn't expect to be top four. But they, they have played so well under pressure. So many players have stood up when need to be. And I, I think it's going to be a cracking game. But I really, I just can't see Geelong losing. I, I just can't. I, I can't see Geelong not making the grand final, you know. So it will be a, a big game. But I really just do think with, with Jeremy Cameron back in the side, the firepower is too big up forward. And just your thoughts, mate, on Thursday night's game. What a cracker it was. Uh, Brisbane Lions, 106. Tigers, 104. There was a fair bit of controversy in and around it, mate. But uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on that overturned goal. For me, I can't see conclusive evidence one way or the other to overturn it. But each to their own. What you've got to look at is the player's reaction. Now, Tom Lynch kicked the ball 
and he looked disappointed straight away. He knew that he didn't kick it. And even without the conclusive evidence, the ball doesn't look like it goes anywhere near through the goals. You know, I know we haven't got all camera angles, but if you look at his reaction, the Richmond players' reaction as well, and even the Brisbane Lions' reaction where they were ready to go kick it out, it wasn't a goal. So, you know, it is controversial. It's very hard to see. The goal umpire probably should have called it a behind, then looked at the review. Then it would have stayed behind. There would have been no issues. Damien Hardwick wouldn't have had a whinge about it. Um, It wasn't a goal. You know, you could see it wasn't a goal. If, If it was, Tom Lynch would have been jumping for joy. He wasn't. He knew he'd missed it. So... You know, unfortunately, you know, you, you can't get everything exactly right, even with the best technology in the world. You know, you're talking about a ball that's 20 metres up in the air. Is it going to hit the post when, the, when it's already above the post? You just don't know. So, but anyway, yeah. it was a great game. It was a fantastic yeah, game. It certainly was. Brisbane Lions, I'm glad they won. I, I tipped them to win. It was, I think, 27 lead changes was the most there's been in a, a final for 20-odd years. It was, it was a great way to start the finals, and... Um, you know, one player that just stood up and impressed me so much was Lockie Neal. 39 disposals in a final when it was needed, and you know he was by far the best player. And the good thing about the forwards for, for Brisbane is they all chipped in. They didn't have massive gains, but Danaher, Hipwood, Cameron, they all kicked goals, like two or three goals, and that's all you need to do. And then Rayner yeah. comes back into the side next week, which is going to be a huge boost as well for the Lions. Yeah, Lockie Neal, what a player. What a player. And, mate, we're just under 10 hours away. Nine hours and 59 minutes from the Dockers and the Western Bulldogs. In a couple of words, who wins that one? The the Dockers um, have been very good this year, and they're probably unlucky not to get top four. But the Western Bulldogs don't mind going over and playing in Perth. And even though the Dockers will start favourites, I think the Bulldogs have had so much finals experience compared to the Dockers that I think the Bulldogs will overcome and they will beat the Dockers over there. And I'll hey, get four from four with my tips this week. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, mate. Uh, really appreciate it. Our people will talk to your people about the prelim final in a couple of weeks at the SCG, and we'll talk soon. No worries, guys. Have a great weekend. AFL legend Troy Luff. What a champion. Absolute champion. And, you know, his knowledge of the game is ridiculous. And, you know, it's interesting that, you know, they haven't played a prelim final at the SCG. And it was remiss of me not to ask him, because I don't think they've had a great record at the SCG this year or over recent years. So it doesn't have that, you know, that aura about it, that, you know, oh, what's the term? I'm, I can't... But... Fortress. Fortress, yeah. It doesn't have that fortress about it that it once had uh, back in the day. Steve, I, I have noticed that today you're wearing proudly, and I don't know whether you managed to wear this last night and whether you yeah. got out of it last <laughs> night in bed. But the Bulldogs jumper, or jacket, uh, what a performance it was from them last night. Yeah, well, uh, I did sleep in it. Yeah, and like I said to you off the air, there's no such thing as a dead rubber. You'll take any win you can get. And don't forget, we're, we're building for 2023 when, you know, in my opinion, the premiership window opens. Yep. Uh, not, hey. just, not just on the field, but off the field with some of our signings. Last night, I went down to the change rooms for the first time in a while. And, yeah, it was pumping down there. Uh, you know, a lot of guys clocked up some milestones. There's... A couple of players that are moving on. Paul Vaughan played his heart out with the Bulldogs, and now he's off to Warrington. Yep. Uh, we said earlier Jeremy Marshall King's on his way to Redcliffe. But uh, Phil Gould, he did make a statement last night in front of all the members, fans, and sponsors and players that Mick Potter will remain with the club. Yeah, that's he, good He's news. done a superb job, hasn't it? We were motherless last. Now we finished 12th on the NRL table. 
And, you know, we're building towards something special next year. You could tell the way they played the back end of this season, you know, with Mick Potter taking over. There was some hunger there. There was some desire there. There was, you know, passion. There was meaning, right? There was a care factor that was there that just didn't seem to be there, unfortunately, when Trent Barrett was coaching it. You know, credit to, you know, Gus Gould, credit to the players in terms of the way they've turned around, and, of course, to Mick Potter and what he's managed to do with that squad. Let's hope Serraldo lets them play with that type of flair. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? He'd be mad if he didn't. Because it's obviously worked for them this year. And, and you know, you're going to add a few more players to that squad. It's going to make a big difference. Um, and, and I think, you know, with the likes of Burton and, you know, Addo Carr there, they've built up a really strong combination. And uh, also on the left edge now, Viliami Kickout. Kickout comes and, you know, he adds so much more. What are your thoughts on Reid Marnie? Uh, he, for me, if I was at Redcliffe, he would have been my number one signing. Um, so the fact that he's going to the Bulldogs... He's massive. Absolutely massive. I, I think he's one of the best hookers in the game. He's probably one of the most underrated hookers in the game. But he offers so much to that Parramatta side. If he brings that to the Bulldogs, they're going to be positioned well. You uh, you asked me about Matty Burton. So he, he ices the game with a field goal. In yep. fact, someone said after the game that it might have been the first field goal they've attempted all year because they haven't been in a position yeah, yeah. to have a crack at one. But also you asked me about did he put up some of those towering bombs. He put up some bombs late in the match that are the best bombs I've ever seen in my life. He's like, got a kick so, on him like no one else. So we had, uh, I mean, we've got the best two kickers in the competition last night yep. in Burton and Cherry Evans. Statistically, they're number one and two in the competition. And it's amazing when you look at it, the amount of kicks they've had so far this season. Yep. Going into last night, they both had exactly 307 kicks. And Burton was almost at 10 kilometres, the amount of kicking distance he's, he's gained so far this year. Yeah, he has got a mighty boot on him. And I've got no doubt that there would be NFL scouts looking at him and what he's able to do because, you know, the control that he has and the doubt and pressure he yeah. puts on the opposition fullbacks and back three is phenomenal. Um, and the chasers get the ability to get down there and put pressure on him. Yeah, it's a... It's a very handy weapon yeah. to have in your repertoire. I've never seen a crowd so excited when a bomb, bomb goes, goes up. up. Yeah, correct. And it probably takes you back, and I, I don't recall these no, days. you're going to say bomb appeared. Correct. Bomb appeared where they'd put it up, and that's how he got his nickname, bomb appeared, from putting yeah. the bombs up. Hey, we need to go to a break. Yeah. Uh, Butte's really excited about the back half of the show. So, Dane Allen joining us in a moment, the the coach of the Erin Eagles, chasing their first premiership since 1991. Jake Fitzpatrick coming up as well. I just showed you some videos. Even Latrell Mitchell. He's on the bandwagon. He sent a message to the Tookley Hawks wishing them well for tomorrow's Central Coast Rugby yeah. League Grand Final. That's all coming up Saturdays on the Coastal. Thanks to Robson Civil Projects and McDonald Jones Homes on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back live. We're at the Adelaide Street Oval, and we can tell you the first game's been postponed, so that will be played next Tuesday. But the first great games are going ahead. Local derbies. The Bombers up against Terrigal of Oka Panthers in both games, the women's and the men's, later on today. Michael, we've got breaking news from the Diamond League track and field, 
And Nikola Oleschlager has finished third in the Diamond League overnight, clearing 1m91. Now, let's not forget she missed the Commonwealth Games final. Yep, because of an injury. Yeah, because of injury. So she's easing her way back in, but her coach Matt Horsnell says that the medical staff have done a fantastic job. It's a calf muscle, is that right? Yeah, I believe so. And uh, speaking of calf muscles... I think Joseph Manu may have done a calf muscle last night. Oh, that is, I heard that on the radio. That, that's <clears> devastating, isn't it? could be costly. <clears throat> uh, second place in the Diamond League, Eleanor Patterson, also the world champion. She cleared 1m94. And what about the girl that we love from the Ukraine, Yaroslava Mahuchik? Wow. She's uh, set a new personal best, 2 metres and 5 centimetres. She's so she, four centimetres away from the world record. Yeah, I'm glad. These girls are jumping some serious heights now. Yeah, so here's Yaroslava overnight. So she clears 194 first attempt, 197 first attempt. Hmm. She misses two metres on her first attempt, then passes and goes to 202, clears that on her first attempt, goes to 205, misses first attempt, and clears it for a new PB. Unbelievable. In fact, that's probably... I'm just trying to think that's what... Pro- it's got to be the best in the last Well, Maria Lassitskina. Lassitskina, I wonder where the, whether she's 205 or 206. I'll have, right, to, okay. I'll have to check that out. But... Eleanor's the world ch- current world champion. Is that correct? Yeah, after Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, gee, it's a healthy competition in it that... You know, that top four or five yeah. and jumpers Nic- in the world. And- Nicola only just missed 205 last year in the Diamond League final. So what <clears> this <throat> all means is that Nicola Oleschlager's from the Central Coast has qualified for the Diamond League final in Zurich. Yep, and these <clears> girls are pushing each other. They just keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, and that bar will eventually, you know what, 210. You've heard it here first. In the next 18 months, we'll be gone. Yeah. 210. We'll certainly see it at yep. some point. Hey, uh, let's rise as one. Dane Allen is on the line, head coach of the Aaron Eagles, the minor premiers. They're chasing their first premiership since 1991. He joins us on the line this morning. DA, how you doing, my friend? 24 hours away from the grand final. Yeah, mate, just trying to stay dry, Steve. It's a pretty wet old day outside, mate. How's the build-up been? Uh, I've been looking at Facebook through the week. I know that... There's a lot of people rallying around Tookley, making their first grand final, and uh, it's got a really special feel about it. Yourselves, you know, long time between drinks, up against a club that's never tasted success at this level. Yeah, mate, we've had a, a brilliant couple of weeks, actually. We sort of pretty low-key last week and ramped up the preparations this week. And, um, yeah, mate, we're, we're keen. The, the club's certainly behind us, and having four grades in is a huge achievement. And, um, yeah, we'll have a big crowd there as well, mate. Don't worry about that. Dan, what's the key for your boys? Um, obviously, starting well is going to be handy, but um, what's going to be the key in terms of uh, overcoming this Tookley side? They're obviously going to be very, very enthusiastic early on. Yeah, definitely, mate. We've got to start well, uh, sort of match them through that middle channel. Um, that's what our main focus will be. Um, yeah, we've got some really, really good footy players throughout our whole side, but yeah, that we really got to match them, mate. That first 20 minutes is going to be crucial, and if we can sort of stick with them, same as what we did against Wyong, mate. We've got, um, we got a lot of confidence in our fitness levels and our skill level. Um, so just yeah, that first 20, mate, really crucial for us. Just tell us a little bit about the Elliott family. So we'll probably see a debut in a grand final. Can you tell us that story? Yes, mate. You've got some good information there, Steve-O. <laughs> um, yeah, mate, Jake Elliott will debut on our wing for us, mate. Um, he's uh, the son of uh, John Elliott, who played in a 91 side, mate. Um, yeah, his brother's... Toby Elliott, who has also debuted at 17 for the club, probably 
Oh, but going back maybe four years ago now. Uh, yeah, great family. Erin uh, is through and through, mate. And, uh, yeah, real privilege to, uh, to have the young bloke in this weekend. Yeah, fantastic, mate. And you told me there's some other great stories around your footy club and around this grand final and around the last team that also won the Premiership in 91. So you spent some time with those players? Yeah, we did, mate. We're lucky enough to uh, yeah, get probably 10 of those guys down on Thursday night after training and we had a barbecue and, and a couple of beers and a, and a soft drink and what have you um, with, the, with the rest of the club. As I said, the four grades, everyone stuck around and heard a couple of stories from those guys and, and we actually uh, did the jersey presentation for young Jake, mate. So it was a really mm. special moment for the family and, and also the air in the footy club. Dane, what's going to be the key? Look, obviously you've got, uh, it's been a while since you guys have made the finals or grand final. Um, what sort of experience, uh, you know, amongst your players or who can you rely on to provide that support, that guidance, that, um, you know, that calmness that you need in these high pressure situations? Yeah, mate, good question, Butes. We've got, I mean, we've got a couple of guys who played in the last Erin Grand Final, um, played against Berkeley Vale going back to 2013 or something, mate, I think it was. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, so, mate, like Steve Ponny's our hooker. He plays a lot of minutes, mate. He's a good charming influence on our footy side. Uh, we've got Nick Newman in the house. Um, Nick's, uh, Nick played with Cessnock a few years ago and guided those guys to a premiership up there in Newcastle. Uh, <clears> and then we've got Lincoln Tuberty at fullback, mate, who's played... Uh, two or three grand finals himself, um, a very young age. It's been a while between drinks for tubs, but and he's a yeah, really calming influence on our footy side, mate, and, and it's someone that all our players look up to. And were you in that Berkeley Vale Premiership team that played the Eagles back then, coached by Jamie Feeney? I was, Steve, yep. I certainly was, mate. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah, good day for the Panthers. Not so good for the Eagles, mate. We got them by a point. But, uh, yeah, it goes back to what Butte said. They looked that first 20 minutes. Uh, from Berkeley Vale in that one. We led 20-0 after about 25 minutes, mate. So just shows how crucial that first first part of the game is. If you can get a good start, you're really hard to reel back in. And, mate, you, I think you indicated that what you've got four other teams from the... or three other teams, including your team, makes it four, yeah. that are competing in the GF yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, t- tell us about yeah, that, you know, what time they kick off and who, who you got. Yeah, 19s are in, mate. They're nice and early. I think they're a 9.30 start. Uh, then we've got our third grade, second grade, and then obviously the first grade at 3.30. So, mate, we'll get there as a, as a team for the 19s, mate, and, and we'll cheer those boys on and then, yeah, sort of leave it up to the players' own devices, mate, what they want to do in between. It's not compulsory for them to stick around. Um, you, know, you know, you blokes know how draining that can be on a player to, to stick around mm. for the entire day. But, yeah, mate, we'll be there as a club for the 19s and, and get behind those boys and hopefully get them the win to start the day right. Yeah, DA, uh, mate, uh, we've spoken about your team and your club. Did you go down last week and watch what an epic victory by Tookley marching into the grand final with a win in extra time against Wyong? <laughs> what a game that was. And you can't help but feel that was like a grand final for them last week. Yeah, possibly, Steve. I actually didn't go. I didn't see the game, mate. I, was, um, I went down and watched our thirds and seconds, but I had to duck back. We had our 17s in the grand final, mate. So I got back to the stadium and... And had the pleasure of watching those young blokes run around, mate. And that's the future of our footy club. So I thought it was important to get back there and support those young blokes. But, mate, it was a boil reports, mate. It was a, a tough old rugged game, mate, which is exactly what we were hoping for, mate. And, um, yeah, fingers crossed they came out a little bit underdone tomorrow. Dana, it's great to see the, you know, the footy club um, doing such a, a great job and probably going back to the housing days um, where... 
you know, you've got all four grades in the grand final. You have the 17s who take out the premiership. You know, it just tells me that, A, you've done a great job there in terms of building this culture within the club. Uh, but uh, secondly, the future of the club is so bright with, you know, whether you win or lose tomorrow and, and those other grades win or lose, but there's, you know, clearly um, the talent within the club that's going to see success come through not only for the next couple of years, I dare say, probably for about the next five or ten years. Yeah, that's right, Bitch. I you know, started off my footy career at the entrance and then Berkeley Vale made it. It was never just one side would make the grand final. You're always a good indicator of where your top sides at was, you know, where your lower sides were finishing. Um, you know, at Berkeley Vale, I think we made four premier, uh, four grand finals there, mate. We always had a second team or a third team in on the grand final day. And, mm. and that's the same at the entrance, mate. And, that was one thing at, at Erina when I first got there. They get sporadically, like one team in, one you know here or there, but never, never in, in groups. And um, that was one thing that you know the directors and I spoke about early days and uh, and trying to sign more than just the best 17 first graders, mate, and getting that depth sort of filtering through. And you know I, I probably got 25 to 30 guys that could you know play first grade. Uh, on the coast at the moment, and that's an indicator of where the strength of the club. And, and a lot of those guys, we've got 12 juniors playing in our side on the weekend, mate, um, 12 mm. out of 17. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really fair wrap on what the guys are coming through. And, and Clarkie plays a big part in that sort of conduit between the juniors and seniors now, and it's good having someone of his, um, you know, he's helping those younger guys guide them through into the senior ranks. Yeah, DA, we spoke last week, and you are basically Mr. September. I mean, five premierships... You've lost a couple, unbelievable, and you said they keep you awake at night, but now you've got a chance to do something for the first time in your illustrious career, and that's to win as a coach. And, you know, you're just over 24 hours away. What's going to be the final words before the boys run out tomorrow? Mate, I, look, Steve, I don't say too many words to the boys uh, pre-game, mate. I'm not a big uh, motivating speaker, I think, um, you know, we get out. We get. I do a lot of talking at training, and that sort of stuff. And that's uh, that's where I sort of leave it with the boys. And we've got a couple of good leaders in that footy side, mate. And they they inspire the players with their words. Uh, look, you know, I'll get out there and tell them to just enjoy themselves, mate. It's an experience, and I've been saying it all week to them. Just to you know, go out there and enjoy ourselves this whole week, whether it's at training, you know, even just day to day chores and that sort of stuff. Enjoy the week, take it all in, and uh, and they don't just grow on trees. These sorts of games, mate. So enjoy the moment. And, uh, and don't leave anything, you know, don't regret anything afterwards, mate, because that's what you'll lose your sleep over. Yeah, you got a, you got a feeling, Butes, these guys are cherry ripe. I mean, they've had, they've had the week off. They've been the best team, team all year. They were the best team last year. Can't wait for it tomorrow. And, DA, one more thing. Do you feel like there's a bit of, I don't know, divine intervention? You're not going down to Woi Woi for this one. You're going back to one of the fields where you played some of your best ever footy. You're playing at Edsac. Field of dreams. Yes, mate. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I well, started my footy career there, what, mate, probably thirty years ago, and played a couple of hundred games there, mate. And I yeah, feel like I know every blade of grass, mate. So I'll take the boys down and show them every blade. No, I won't really, mate. But yeah, I think there's a. Um, I'm hoping to have a good, you know, a good occasion for the boys and some good memories for those boys as you know as I've had as a player. So, mate, I'm um, I can't wait for it to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Round of applause, well done, mate. mate. Uh, good well luck tomorrow in the big one. We'll talk to you. Your rival coach in a few moments, the great Jake Fitzpatrick, is coming on from the Tookley Hawks. But enjoy the day, mate, and congratulations on everything you've done for Central Coast Rugby League in 2022. Thanks, fellas. Enjoy the chat. Thank you.
Dane Allen joining us, head coach of the Erin Eagles. We're off to the news. Back soon with the coach of the Tookley Hawks. Uh, and if we get time before the end of the show, Buttes, I know you predicted it a few weeks ago, but Cameron Smith is off to this live golf. Uh, what is it, 120 mil? Uh, 120, 140 mil. Like, you know, that's a pretty good reason why you're going to uh, sign. Su- I'm sure you've got some opinions on it because you mentioned it to me weeks ago. Yep. And you said, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't you? Forget about tradition. Hey, mate, someone's offering you $140 million to do what you're doing anyway. I'm taking it. Yeah. Off to the news. We're back soon. This is Saturdays on the Coast, all thanks to Robson Civil Projects, a local business celebrating its 60th anniversary, not just here on the Central Coast, but also in Sydney, right through the Hunter Valley, out in Dubbo as well. And we thank them for their ongoing support. And also, McDonald Jones Homes. Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil, with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land, the coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at the Adelaide Street Oval. Uh, trying to track down Jake Fitzpatrick at the moment, as we said. Mm. Uh, he said 10.45, so hopefully we'll get him sometime in the next 10 minutes. And I showed you some of the videos. Uh, thousands of messages coming through for the Tookley Hawks yep. on their Facebook page. One of them was Latrell, and there's a good reason for that. Damon Goolagong is in ah, the team. Of course. Playing in the centres for the Tookley Hawks. So, yep. Cousin, I would dare say. Yeah, looking forward to it. And it looked like Latrell was in the dressing rooms at Allianz maybe last night. Yep, it appeared to be the case you know, after the game last night. And, and what a game it was, I've got to tell you. The atmosphere and everything about that game, uh, it had it all. And they're going to meet next week. The Rabbitohs take on the Roosters. Uh, issues in and around Joseph Manu, which I think would be a massive loss. Um, what about Cam Murray? Cam Murray. Does, does he play? I mean, you know, this is a real concern. Not just Cam Murray. There's been numerous players. Uh, I mean... They're almost habitual. Um, Victor Radley? Victor Radley was one. Jake Friend had to retire. Boyd Cordner had to retire. The, um, you the, know, there's so many players. You know, um, what's his name? Wade Graham? Yeah. He's had multiple concussions. The, the Victor Radley one last week is one of, oh. the, one of the worst I've ever seen. Like It was horrible, mate. You know, to see him convulsing on the field there. And, you know, he, you know obviously he got up and, and all those things. But um, that's, you know what, if he's, if you got concussion, you want to be at a club like the Roosters because they've managed that so well with their players. They put the player welfare, and I've seen it with Jake Friend, I've seen it with Boyd Cordner. It overrides anything and everything in relation to, um, you know, the player welfare is first and foremost with them. Hey, uh, by the way, Buttes, uh, we've just been told, Jake Fitzpatrick, uh, we've got him now on the line. Yep. That means, uh, I, I think, another standing out. ovation for the coach of the Tookley Hawks. Uh, Fitzy, good morning, mate. Congratulations on creating history, getting your team through to the big dance. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, it's a um, pretty big achievement for the club. Um, you know, we've, we've suffered for a few years or... You know, it's always been tough for Tukli to, you know, field a side or even when we field a side to be competitive. So, it's, um, yeah, it's a great achievement for the club, that's for sure. I, I feel like we're watching something like, yeah, I know what it's like when the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs make a GF and you played there in the lower grades, but I'm seeing the way the community has rallied around your footy team. There's thousands of messages coming through and lots of likes on Facebook and other forms of social media. How's the week been and how's the groundswell been at your end of the coast? Yeah, it's been great. Um, you know, it's the first time, you know, Tukli's been in a first-day grand final and there's been, 
you know, a lot of plays in the past, a lot of sponsors, fans, family that, you know, have, have, have wanted this, this occasion for so long. I mean, you know, the club was established, you know, 55 years ago. And, you know, for 55 years, the club's just been, you know, hanging on and, and waiting for, you know, some sort of success. And, and I think this side, um, you know, they can sense that this side will, will bring that back. Um, the community's buzzing. There's, you know, go hawk signs all through Tukli. Um, even the local fireys have put something up. Um, it's, yeah, the, the, the town's buzzing. Mate, there would have been no greater satisfaction than last week taking on Big Brother, uh, the <laughs> Wyong Football Club, and getting the job done uh, in extra time uh, with that one-point field goal. Um, I could only imagine what it was like in the dressing rooms afterwards, mate. Yeah, it was great. You know, obviously, you know, Wong's only five minutes up the road, and, you know, we all know how big of a Leeds club Wong are and the backing that they have. Um, you know, typically, as I said, you know, we've, we've always struggled against those, those bigger clubs. Um, but, yeah, last week, um, I didn't want us to look too far into, you know, Tukli v Wong and that local derby. It was just, you know, we, we had to get the job done and it didn't matter who we were playing or, or how we got the job done. But, you know, I, I would have liked it to be, you know, finished a bit earlier rather than in the 83rd minute. But it will take it, that's for sure. Hey, Fitzy, I was up on the Whit Sundays and I saw some highlights of the field goal. Was that you that slotted the field goal? Yeah, it was, yeah, yep. You're reminiscent of Matty Burton last night for the Mighty Bulldogs against Manly. It was made beautiful, and you were downtown as well. Yeah, I think um, you know both left footers too, which was which was funny to see. But yeah, I just um, when it got into Golden Point, we um, you know we had a, a field goal charge down um, in the first set, and we got six to go. And um, you know I think it was the second tackle or third tackle on Blake Carter. You know, took a carry to the right post and sort of busted a tackle and, 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 you know, created momentum on a quick play the ball. And I knew that, you know, I probably wasn't going to get an opportunity, um, you know, with that, with that sort of play the ball. So I knew, I knew as soon as he got up and played the ball that I had to take the shot there. And it, um, you know, it came off pretty sweet. And once I looked up, it was, it was going straight. And, um, yeah, I was, I was pretty excited. That's for sure. Yeah. I saw the NBN TV story buttes yeah. uh, by Will DeFulvio and it, it had had like 500 likes already. That could have been a penalty from directly in front. The play before Fitzy hits the field goal. Yeah. I reckon that was a penalty. That was a whole ruck infringement. I reckon it was like three up for Fitzy's ball. Is that, is that how you go? Is that how it goes, coach? Three up for Fitzy's ball. I want it. No one else is getting the chance at it, mate. Well done, Fitzy. That's fantastic. Yeah. Mate, obviously, obviously going into this grand final now, um, you guys probably don't have a lot of experience in these big, big games. So what's going to be the key? How do you get these guys... Um, I, I have no doubt enthusiasm uh, and that excitement in that first 15, 20 minutes is going to be um, not, A, hard to contain, B, important to ensure that it's been pushed in the right direction um, because the last thing you want to do is uh, for that to be steered the wrong way and you know find yourself in a, in a bit of a battle or you know, behind the eight ball. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, we've, we've only probably got, you know, two or three guys that have played in, in, in big games like this. And, um, you know, they, they have been loud voices this week. Um, you know, it, it, you're right what you're saying there. It's, um, you know, the, the overall um, of the grand final and, and things like that, that, you know, you can, you can, your effort can get mixed up too much where you're, you're burning energy too much or you're, you're fighting too hard against something that you don't have to be fighting too hard um, with. Um, 
you know, my big thing to the guys is just, you know, we've just got to turn up and not get overawed by the occasion. Just roll through our sets, um, get into a grind early. Um, you know, as long as we're completing sets and, and putting our energy into the effort areas with our kick chase and our first three tackles and, and not trying to burn the energy too early and just, you know, I don't, I don't want us to work into the game as such, but I, I want us to be smart with the way we're, we're delivering our effort areas. Hey, Fitzy, can you stay with us? We've got one final break this morning, but we'd like to hear some more, some more stories about Tookley reaching their first grand final in the history of the club. Yeah, not a problem, boys. Jake Fitzpatrick joining us, head coach of the Tookley Hawks. Just scrolling through some of these messages, I might ask Fitzy about this. One of the most popular is a beautiful message from his daughter oh. on Facebook. Uh, hundreds of likes, in fact, thousands on their Facebook page. And so much community support. You'd love to go for a drive to the north end of the coast. Is that where his daughter says, give the ball to my dad? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one? Yeah. Well, he's been a rock star, Fitzy. Hey, why not? Of course. I love it. Played with numerous clubs as well. But, you know, this is where his heart and soul is. And that's what I want to find out about in the next break, what the yep. club means to him. And Beautiful. hear about some people that, you know... Every footy club's got some stories about people that get to the big one after years of hard work and sacrifice and blood, sweat and tears. 55 years, he said, the club been around for. And, you know, to not have had that opportunity to play in a grand final, this is massive for the area. Well, it's like Cronulla yes. in 2016. 100%. It's fantastic. The, the, por- the porch light. The porch light. Someone turn it off. They might turn off. I'll turn the, it on. Turn or it on, a lighthouse. Yeah, there we go. Hello. Why not? <laughs> this is Saturdays on the Coast on SEM. Back in just a few moments. We do it all thanks to Robson Civil Projects and McDonald Jones Homes on SEM. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at the Adelaide Street Oval and the first game's been postponed. So that's a second division women's match uh, due to the deluge of rain we've had overnight. We're going to see two local derbies in the women's match. It's the Bombers up against Terrigal Avoca Panthers and the minor premiers Kalani Vale up against Terrigal Avoca in the men's game. The winners straight through to this year's grand final. Uh, on the line at the moment, head coach of the Tookley Hawks. Another round of applause for Jake Fitzpatrick who I've watched Buttes mm. when he came through the lower grades at Canterbury Bankstown, and I wish he had stayed there because he's a super player. Fitzy, we're on the bandwagon here at Saturdays on the Coast. Uh, we just saw a message on your Facebook page from the great James Maloney. Jimmy, uh, wishing you, you guys all the best. Now, what's his association with Tookley? I mean, he came through a rimba, is that correct? Yeah, he came through a rimba. Um, Chris Adams, our hooker, um, they spent a bit of time together um, playing Jersey flag with um, North Sydney Bears, um, so they've um, they've obviously you know built up a good um, a good friendship there. So um, yeah, I think um, a couple of the boys or the um, Chris and Callan Adams um, reached out to Jimmy, yeah, and he's um, obviously you know getting behind the Hawks tomorrow. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Chris Adams, mate, talk about him. He's an absolute gun. And then tell us a little bit about Kenny Tawada because. We've seen some special messages for him on Facebook as well. What a colossus he is in the front row. Yeah, Chris is obviously, you know, probably our most experienced player. Um, you know, he's won a premiership with Lakes United in the Newcastle comp. Um, you know, he's played a handful of, um, you know, NRL games with Newcastle as well. Country player of the year numerous times. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that we're obviously leaning on this week um, with his experience and his knowledge. He's... Um, you know, well-respected um, amongst the squad and, 
Um, obviously, Kenny, yeah, he's a, um, he's a big boxer, Kenny, and he's, you know, such a gentle giant, um, softly spoken. Um, you know, he's, his family are great people. Um, his daughter, Mia, obviously loves him to death. And, um, you know, I know every week that Kenny plays, he, you know, he does it for his family. Um, and, he's, again, he's another well-respected bloke um, through the Chippewa community. Uh, Fitzy, what's it going to mean um, running out there tomorrow uh, at 3 o'clock? Uh, for not only yourself, your players, but also the Tukli area? What's it going to mean and all the supporters that get out there? Um, yeah, well, last week, um, and, and particularly the week before against Kerrigal, we you know, we warmed up and we, we came back to the sheds and we had about five minutes just to you know, sort of sit down and have a think about our job. And, and I was just looking around the change rooms and there were so many guys with tears in their eyes just welling up. Um, just the occasion and the fact that you know, we've got 90% of our squad are Chipley Juniors. And I, I think, you know, tomorrow, I dare say five minutes before we walk out, um, we'll all just sort of sit down, you know, reflect on, on, on the opportunity in front of us. And, and obviously, I know a lot of the guys are, you know, we want to do it for each other. But there's, there's, there's so much um, outside support from the club um, and, the, and, the, and the fans and the supporters that, 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 that this means so much to them as it does to us mm. as well. So... I think if we can get the job done, um, you know, the, the, the town will be buzzing, that's for sure. Hey, Fitzy, congratulations, mate. I see that you guys, I was up on the Wit Sundays, but did you scoop the pool at the awards night at Central Coast Rugby League? So highest point scorer, rep player of the year, and your coach of the year as well? Yeah, yeah. So we had um, Josh Kessler um, was equal top point scorer. Um, we had Jared Kessler that got um, Rep Player of the Year. Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, myself got um, the Coach of the Year. So, um, you know, I think Erin probably cleaned up on the night, but um, it was obviously a great achievement for our club to see three guys, um, you know, achieve an award, which is probably well-deserved. Uh, Dane Allen was on earlier, and he said the start is just crucial tomorrow. No, he said they're going to flog the Hawks tomorrow. That's what he said. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just repeating what he said, mate. Quote, unquote. Uh, but there's no better sledger in the game than Fitzy. He'd have something to send back. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to add fuel to the fire. I'll just... Um, you there, mate? Have we lost you? Yeah, no, nah, got me. Yeah, yeah, got you back, mate. Yeah, you're just talking yep. about how important the start is for you guys? Yeah, the start's very crucial. I mean... Um, you know, both sides have a big forward pack. And as I said earlier, um, you know, I think the side that sort of relaxes and get through their sets and, you know, minimise those errors and, and, and have, have good discipline. I think, you know, I think the first 20 minutes goes a long way to, um, you know, setting yourself up, especially in, in a big game like this. And obviously the weather outside isn't great. So obviously there's, you know, there's going to be a few mistakes there. Um, you know, as much as we talk about ball handling, um, you know, it's just going to happen. And, and I think the side that, you know, turns those negatives into in, in positives and, and, and defends that next set after after a mistake or points. Um, we'll obviously go a long way to winning the game. Hey, just before we wind up this morning, so I saw you had like a special dinner this week out on the field with the footy club. You guys have been nomads all year because you're waiting on Darren Kennedy Oval to be finished. Who at your footy club deserves some kind of special mention this morning for going above and beyond in 2022? Oh, there's two people in particular. Phil Gearside, our president, um, 
you know, and, and Linda Scown, our, our secretary. No matter no matter what obstacles we face this year, I've, I've never seen two people remain so positive. And, um, you know, it, it rubs off on the playing group. Um, no matter what obstacles get put in front of us, you know, as long as as long as long the front office is staying positive, um, it filters through. Um, you know, there's so many people that I could sit here and, and, and shout out and give a thank you to... Um, you know, those two people in particular, you know, they go above and beyond for, for our club. So, um, you know, if we win tomorrow, they'll be the first two people that, that I'll give a hug to because, you know, they deserve it as much as the players. Yeah, I tell you, they will be incredibly emotional scenes mm. if Tookley can get the job done. Congratulations again, mate. Win, lose or draw. Uh, we love what you guys have done. It's what community sport is all about. And a uh, round of applause, yeah. mate. Well done. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Jake Fitzpatrick, head coach, coach of the year in Central Coast Rugby League. And by the way, if you missed any of the show this morning, simply go to the SEN app, download that. You'll find the catch-up podcast for Saturdays on the Coast. We want to thank the uh, Kalani Vale Bombers for having us this morning. It's been awesome. Butes, uh, before we go, we've got 20 seconds here. Who makes it, Brisbane or Canberra? Uh, Canberra. They can't lose the West Tigers. Yeah, if they're going to do anything in the finals. Brisbane might even lose today at Cogger. Yeah, correct. I agree. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks to Adam at headquarters. Thanks to Josh Kind, our technician. We'll catch you next week, Saturdays on the coast on SEN.